This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going to happen? In t- <laughs> oh, you're one mistake ahead of me, Joe. Oh, you've still got two more reads to do for you to F up. <laughs> Commissioners Baltimore, what are we getting into, Ed? Well, I want your input and Joe's on this one because I really think it's a big mess. Um, and it's the second one by Sports Illustrated within a week. Now, they just had the AI scandal, mm-hmm. which is terrifying, by the way, this whole AI thing. Um, but they had you know fictitious writers writing fake articles and po- putting them out there like they you know had a paid reporting I, staff. I saw someone say it would have been so great if they had made Alan Iverson Sports Person of the Year. What? AI. <laughs> AI, yes. Well, it's almost as bad. They made Deion Sanders sports person of the year. So I don't know if you heard this or not. I'm a, I, mm-hmm. I'm a SI subscriber. I still get magazines. Like, can't help myself. But sports person of the year, sportsman of the year, actually. Beaver Monthly. <laughs> yes, Puritan. Um, this is this is reserved for like. Really, I mean, heady company usually. I'm not saying Dion, he may be the greatest cover corner in NFL history, but to have him now for his accomplishments at Colorado, this is how it's supposed to be awarded. Quote, the athlete or team whose performance that year most embodies the spirit of sportsmanship and achievement. Now, the Buffaloes are four and eight. So what achievement are we talking about? They voted on it after the first four weeks. They've not won a game since October 10th. They lost their last six. Um, uh, <laughs> I really have a hard time with this. When, once like, you gave, what are you doing here? Once you gave the criteria, mm-hmm. then they don't fit. I didn't have a problem with it because I thought what he did, like he put Colorado on the map for those first five weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen a team before. Like it, it was think, insane. Well, you know me, I, my pet peeve is always for retail shopping. Like, you know, I've been mean, Dick Sporting Goods buying Christmas gifts, and I see this two out-of-town items I see, all Ravens. Actually, I was in club. It was all Ravens and Commander stuff. And um, there was a Kelsey jersey, which I, I totally get. Um, and it was Dion stuff. Prime, hoodies, this, that. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. 
Colorado stuff here. The Buffaloes, I mean, not against the program, but you got to keep in mind, they're the worst defensive team in the country and last in the Pac-12. By the way, they disappeared. Last in the Pac-12. Yeah, they disappeared real quick, but that month of September, yes. I was out every Saturday watching college football games out and about. I was with you. And there us, were yeah. Colorado fans out the wazoo. They were, And then they just disappeared. Where'd you guys go? I'm back. I'm not, I don't have the whole list, but the past sportsman of the year, the champions that I remember, I mean, now because I've been getting this magazine, it was the first time my father bought me Sports Illustrated when I was like seven. Because he, I like but now to read. it's Sports Person of the Year, right? It's no, no longer so it's a sportsman according to the article. Okay, yeah, but I mean, you know, Muhammad sports Ali. Sports person is it sports? It's sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. Okay, they changed it in '99, I think. Somebody should tell Forbes magazine then because they okay. still have sportsmen. So that's fine. I was surprised to see it actually. Some, you know, this day and age, whatever. Um, but the people who've gotten in the past, like Muhammad Ali and Billie Jean King and Arthur Ashe, like transcendent figures, you know, like. You got a, a team with a four and eight record. It's the last in their conference. Have the worst defense in the country. Come on now. Again, I have no problem with it until you read the criteria. They of all the teams, and I know it's part of the game now. The trash talking, the stuff that went on was out of hand. Uh, definitely out of pocket. What they were doing before games, going over to the other teams and running their mouths, talking about what they were going to do to them, getting people's social medias and going back and forth on that stuff. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it when I saw it initially just because he brought a ton of attention to college football. He brought so much attention to, to Colorado and helping them out. So, yeah, I get it from that standpoint. But, again, when you, it just doesn't make look, any th- sense. There's, it's different. It's a little different for me. because I, And, look, what he did was amazing. He is a showman. And he used all his showman abilities to put them on the map. And I'm impressed by it. I'm not a, I'm not a Dion hater. I like him. He's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. But, but it's well, he did put them on the map for a brief shining moment. You know, the comparison I'd make, like it's like someone like Joe Namath. Joe Namath may not be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He may be, may not, but he's in the Hall of Fame because of what he did. I mean, he basically forced the merger between the two leagues by beating the Colts when everyone said, you know, they were, I think the Jets were sixteen or seventeen point underdogs in that Super Bowl. Comes back and beats the mighty Colts and was brash about it, guaranteed a victory, wearing his fur coat and all that. But he backed it up. Like he may not have been, he had more picks than TDs in his career. However, he did win a very significant Super Bowl. And it just, I think it's very different with somebody like him than Dion, who, and not Dion in his pro, his playing days is different. This, though, I, I don't really agree with. Yeah. And I'm in that. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat there. When you look at it from the standpoint of what that award's supposed to mean, it, it just doesn't fit. And and again, like you're talking about teams that accomplish things, yeah. You know, great feats uh, in, in sports, whatever it was, uh, whether it's crossing boundaries or just doing something that's never been done before. Uh, this is something that's going to be interesting to see what happens with Colorado moving forward. All right. I just think there's things that it didn't. LeBron's breaking, you know, he's going to break the points record, and mm-hmm. it just there's there's so many significant things that happen in the course of a year, and you know I'm just pointing him off the top of my head, but I mean there's other things that go on. Like I don't know, man. There were a lot of cool things that happened this year that we could go over. Yeah, you know, uh, sports related. So I don't know. It's just it's, Brandon Hyde. Yeah, you want him to be the sports person of the year? Turn around a, a team that's, you know, it's a seller dweller forever, and you win 101 games, and number one seed in the AFC, I think he deserves it more than they did. They didn't even win it all. No. 
It's a joke because neither Colorado. I was going to say Colorado didn't ten ninety five hundred. All right, we're 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 going to talk some baseball here. We've got uh, Jim Duquette coming up in the next segment, but coming up immediately, immediately, Ed, we're going to break it down. The Orioles' top ten prospects list revealed by uh, Baseball America. Get your thoughts on it. We do that next right here on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. You want to give these tickets away now, Joe? All right, we're going to give away two tickets to see Sammy Hagar, the best of all worlds, with your special guest, Lover Boy. When you go see your Lover Boy, what do you say to your? No, sorry. Happening July twentieth, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty four at Jiffy Lube Live, courtesy of Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now. Four one zero five eight three one zero five seven. Well, we know that the this top prospect list is loaded. Uh, for the Orioles, and then now they're going to have three more first-round picks essentially this year, um, which they're going to be able to do even more damage. And the one thing that really interested me when uh, Baseball America was putting out the thing was their projected 2027 lineup. Do you see this, Ed? Mm-mm. Where they had Adley there, he'd be 29 then, Mount Castle 30, Jackson <laughs> Holiday'd be 23. 23. Kobe, Kobe Mayo, 25, Gunnar Henderson, 26, Colton Cowser, 27, Enrique Bradfield uh, Jr. twenty five, Heston Kirstad twenty eight, and Samuel Vasallo. Damn, at twenty, he's be twenty two years old. That's the kid that everybody's been talking about a ton. Um, I just thought that was really cool. Obviously, that's not going to be their lineup. Things yeah. have changed, but Joe, you said you have the top ten list over there. So yes, sir. Run it through. Number one, no surprise, Jackson Holiday. A uh, number two, kind of a surprise, Samuel Basayo. Uh, he's a catcher. He catcher, was yeah. yeah, he was in Aberdeen for most of the year last year. I believe he'll start at double A this year. Kobe Mayo. Oh no. <laughs> Number four, Colton Kowser. Oh my god, another white name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Heston Kerstad. <laughs> Six, DL Hall. Seven, Joey Ortiz. Mm. Eight, Connor Norby. Nine, Enrique Bradfield Jr. That's the uh first round pick from last year. And number ten is Chase McDermott. Hmm. Chase McDermott huh. starter. So hearing that, I I don't think there's a lot of surprises there uh, or any at all. I don't even think uh, I, I've been saying Basalo, but it's Baseo. Um, we got our pronunciation corrector over here. Let I didn't say know. anything. No, he did. He said Basalo. Uh, Baseo. I whatever. <laughs> 
But no, I knew that, like they've been talking about this kid for a while. He just came in when he was really yeah. young. It's the catcher's been on everybody's lips. Like, yeah. They're talking about you know how how he's like ready, ready, yeah. you know. And um, looking at the list, but I'm just like so excited for what Jackson Holiday can bring if he starts next year, and how crazy that could be. Um, but all right, you, you hear this list. There's no big surprises, but. Um, your thoughts overall, Ed, on uh, what we heard from that list and some of the names I was mentioned here with this projected 2027 lineup. What's, it, it, what way, though? What have you... Like, when we look at these prospects, they have a ton. So yeah. now is it, like, in your opinion, what I'm looking at this projected 2027 lineup, and that's what they have to go off of, who's in the system. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know who's going to be here at that point in time or if they go out and spend money, make a trade. But now you you have so many prospects, it's... It's not a problem. I mean, it is, but it's a good problem. It's it's a it's a problem they haven't had in a long time. It's a, it's the old embarrassment of riches, which is a good problem to have. Um, it means you have a lot of flexibility in your future. Hopefully, a lot of these guys are on that roster. You know, come twenty twenty seven or whatever the projection is. Um, but then you can do other things. You hate to think about because you you'll have to make some hard decisions about who you know who you're going to deal. Um, but the fact is, it's a, it's a really good problem to have. They haven't had that problem in a long time. Um, so I just think yeah. it's – this this goes back to what I talk about frequently is how good Mike Elias was at this, where the, re, the reason those names are on that list, and I know not all of them are his, but this is his doing. And, like, they've all hit, and they, they bring them up at the right time. They've been bringing players along properly. Um, they don't bring up too soon and shuttle them back down and back up and back down, which ruins them. I just think I hope people appreciate what Elias is doing. Yeah. And here's the other thing that Baseball America did, too, is they did uh, best tools throughout the farm system. I'm going to try to wrap this up. So, like, Jackson Holiday won best hitter for average, best strike zone discipline, and best athlete. Uh, Baseo, uh, best power hitter. Um, Enrique Bradfield Jr. was best defensive outfielder, fastest base runner. And from a pitching standpoint, D.L. Hall, best fastball, best slider, best changeup, best curveballs, Trace Bright, best controls, Alex Pham. And Kobe Mayo had best infield arm, Judd Fabian, best outfield arm. So kind of cool. Like, I like hearing this stuff because, again, we can sit here and talk about these prospects as much as we want. Mm -hmm. Unless you're going out and watching them play and you get to see them play or you're following it consistently it's really hard to keep track of it because, you're. let's be honest, you're focused on the Major League team. Of course. But I, I'll tell anybody this. Like, I live near Bowie now or closer to Bowie than I did. I used to live closer to uh, the Ironbird Stadium where we'd go quite a bit. Those ballparks and what they're doing in the in the minor leagues is just insane. You get to see this talent up close and personal. So I also think that this is probably the first time in a long time with this team that um, people know the names of minor league players. Mm-hmm. Not just like one or two, they know a good number of these guys because people are paying attention because it's been so impressive. Yeah, and Joe just said to me, D.L. Hall needs one more appearance, and he's not allowed to be on that list. They just have to remove him. And I don't even – they don't really have that many pitching prospects in relation or in comparison to their position players. So I don't – I don't know if they'd actually put another pitcher on that list if well, when he you does see, graduate. Yeah, when you see somebody dominating all the categories, it's either they don't have a lot to go up against them or you have a superstar prospect that ever like even Jackson Holiday didn't win all the hitting categories, you know, he did win quite a few of them for baseball America, but anyway. That being said, I, you know, like I, I just think the future's bright and 
there's a lot of there's a lot of really good teams in the American League, and you know the Yankees and Red Sox are going to spend to get back there. Um, and now that yeah. the, it feels like the Yankees are in a competition with the Mets, almost, I think they're going to try to outduel each other in spending money. Um, and what does it look like for the teams out west? I mean, does Mike Trout end up getting moved? Shohei Otani's no longer going to be there. Sounds like with the Angels, so he'll be moving on to a new team. And everybody's getting excited. I don't. I love Shohei Otani. I don't want him on my team. Yeah, I, I don't either. Just it's it's a such sounds a, ridiculous. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. It's from yeah. the standpoint of what you're going to have to pay him and what he takes up. Yep. And just being honest, like I just feel like the guy because he does so many different things, he's going to get hurt more often. Well, and that's what's happened. Kind of what's happened. Yeah. You know, and then you, you know when he gets hurt, you lose two positions. Yeah. Now you lose a starting pitcher and a big bat. It makes it tough, man. And again, it's not totally true, though. What? Because he got hurt last year and he kept batting. Man, you know, next year he's not going to pitch. I heard. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, you don't. Lo- it's not like he can. If he hurts his elbow, he's going to keep playing. Well, no, no, that's he not- can bat. Yeah, but there's there's different types of injuries that he's had because the first injury he had, he couldn't do both. And it depends. Like if you get a blister, I'm sure he can bat. But if he has, some I will of- still take his bat over probably every bat that we had in the lineup this year. You like his bat a lot. I love that's a big old bat. It's a good bat. International <laughs> bat. International. Land of the rising bat. Yeah. <laughs> God. Form of currency, the dong. That's my favorite one. Anyway. All right. Well, <laughs> again, it's not a matter of, oh, I don't want Shohei Otani on my team. Like, I think that guy's fantastic. He's amazing. But again, I just think it's going to cost so much money. And I think as a team like the Orioles, you could allocate that money elsewhere. But they still have to show us where they're spending money when they're going to spend it, and where they're going to spend it. So that's what we're waiting on. Jim Duquette joins us next. We'll break all that down with him, talking Orioles, talking Major League Baseball with one of the best in the business. We'll do that next here on The Fan. Welcome back. Big Bad Morning Show. Jeremy Conn, Ed Norris here with you. Rob Long is off today. We're going to welcome in our next guest and talk some baseball. The offseason, things are heating up. We welcome in Jim Duquette, of course, uh, MLB Network. That's a lot of stuff. Good friend of the program. What's up, Jim? What's up, guys? How are you? Doing Good morning. well. Doing well. And I want to get your take just so uh, looking at the Orioles. What do you think fans can expect in the offseason here from them? Um, you know, we, the the most excited I think I've seen is being linked to Josh Hader, but some of the other names that have been linked to the Orioles, I don't think it would make fans all that happy. But what are your take? Uh, your thoughts? Right, right. No, no, I, I I agree with you on on, uh, on both. I You know, listen, I think Hader, I've seen his name mentioned. I've, you know, we've seen a lot of Eduardo Rodriguez at it. He's he's been pretty good over yeah. the last couple of years, you know. So I mean, if they got one, one of those, the likely one, I I think it's more likely they would they would get Rodriguez over Hater. I don't I don't see them paying a hundred. It's going to cost a hundred million more or more for Hater. Wow. I don't see that. I don't see the O's doing that. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think that's you know Rodriguez might be on the high end. You know, they've been linked to a couple of these Japanese pitchers, which which Imanaga in particular, the lefty, reminds me a little bit of Wei Yin Chen. Um, I kind of I like him a lot. Um, and Uesawa, yeah, I thought he was more of a reliever. He's been pitching as a starter. You know, he's kind of a soft toss and righty. I mean, either one would be upgrades, but uh, they're not linked. To, definitely not linked to the high end guys. Jeremy and I were just talking about the um, the O's and their their top prospects and and all the the, the good sides, the good problem to have for once. Um, right. How do you, as a GM, make a decision? These guys, are, I assume, they're not all going to be here in the future. Maybe Holiday, right. but as you know, they got Kobe Mayo and um, 
Joey Ortiz and, and Basile, or Basile, the catcher everybody's raving about. Like, right. what goes into your calculus when you're deciding how to make a move like this? You know, I, I think, you know, when they're in that situation, it's it's not as easy as, as it seems. You know, people, yeah. ah, they can just move this guy, move that guy. So, I think, you know, the point you're, that you're making, I think, is a good one. It's, for me, uh, a lot of times when you see – uh, some of these teams. Now, I, I, t- I throw out, let's say, AJ Preller and Sandy and San Diego, who did a lot of accumulating assets, and then he just threw them, you know, threw four or five out there, you know, and he'd get two players back. And he, you know, I think if you're managing it a little differently, which it seems like the O's will will be doing, um, you know, I think you're you're really it's a it's kind of an old fashioned depth chart, right? If you got uh, an extra catcher or an extra infielder, like they did in the in the A's trade or with our nice like you're you're going to move them carefully, but you're going to try to keep the top six or seven or even eight prospects in your system, you know, and and hold on to them and and maybe do uh, you know Santander's name always gets brought up yeah, right always. for the last couple of years. You know, maybe this is the year where where you know he ends up getting you a starting pitcher. You're kind of exploring those type things. So I think it's 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 a difficult one, but it's a good good uh, position to be in if you're the O's. But I, I think that's you know they they along with you know some they they are acting like a small market team. The Orioles are just in terms of you know the the, the payroll. Mm-hmm. And if you look at some of those small market teams, you know they're they're, they're even Tampa. They're holding on to those guys and they're jettisoning the guys who are starting to make money. So that's the likely move I think you're going to see them do, you know, over over the next couple of years. Yeah, and just to give an example, for people listening, think about it. The two pitchers we just mentioned, Jim Tobin, Hayter, and Rodriguez, mm-hmm. they were both Orioles. They were in the yeah. system here. And, you know, they became, you know, really good pro, uh, major leaguers. Jim, do you ever say pitches now that you've been in New York for a while? Or uh. Pitches? Or the liquor store? Uh, anyway. Did I say pitches? <laughs> yeah, I think you said Pitches. The pitches, the two utes. Anyway, the, so, no, no, haven't used that. <laughs> none of none of those come your way. Now, I want to ask you about Otani. Uh, you know, we're all everybody's interested yep. in the superstars. What do you, what do you think yep. happens? What are realistic expectations? And I tell you, um, you know, the the hardest part is, you know, anytime you get a, a even a sliver of information about them, if you try to <laughs> confirm it with anybody. You, you just don't get anywhere because the agent has everything on lockdown. He basically threatened teams. Listen, if you, if something leaks out on your side where, you know, you're going to be at a disadvantage inside of the guy. So everybody, you know, the four teams you keep hearing over and over the, the Dodgers, you hear the giants, you hear the Cubs. I heard yesterday the Rangers are out, but then you get a report that they're still in, but, but, you know, they may have fallen back a little bit. You know, you don't hear the Mets involved. You don't hear the the Yankees involved. I heard the Jays more recently, right? He, I think he went to to visit there. Um, so that's like when you hear the information like that. Okay, there's if there, I don't even know if there was an Otani sighting out there, but you know that like that's how hard it is to get the information on this guy. It's still it's, it may not come down to the very last dollar, but it's obviously going to be close close to five hundred million or more. So there's only a couple teams that can afford that guy. If I was guessing it. I've heard the Cubs a lot recently, like aggressive making offers, um, you know, and they're kind of, for me, they would be a sleeper in this because I feel like the Dodgers have been all in. So I'm still going to predict the Dodgers, but but I'm hearing a lot of Cubs lately. Hmm. Something you said earlier just 
I wanted to bring back where we told me the Orioles acting like a small market team, and they do, but they have to have some money because you can't be next to last. Yeah. From what you've seen or what you know, whatever, do you think this gonna, they, they will spend some money, if not the, you know, huge money, but some kind yeah. of reasonable money, like sort of the mid, you know, mid-payroll team? Or are they going to look at this and say, hey, we won 101 games at the, you know, we were next to last in payroll and just continue right. with that formula? Right. Well, you know, so I, do I think they, sh- you know, do they have the money? Yeah. I mean, they, they've run high, as we've seen, we've all seen this for now the last couple of years. They've run higher payrolls, right? They yeah. have the dough to do it. Um, but, you know, if you're if you're the GM, right, and I'm you know, looking at this from Michael Elias' uh, shoes, and I'm going to go to ownership, and I'm going to ask for a little bit more money. Do I, do I need to ask for a lot off of the last year? No, I really don't, you know, and because and you just proved that you could win with a, with a small budget. So there's some, I think there's something, there's something to that. It's going to be modest spending. I don't expect it to be, you know, I don't think they're going to even go back to, what was it, the, the highest payroll recently? Was it 2016, I want to say, right? Something in that range. They were, they were pretty, you know, I'd say better than, ha- uh, better than, uh, and I don't know. They were in the top half of the league, I think, in spending that that particular year. So I don't I don't see them going to that point for some time. Uh, so yeah, I I think that the the modest spending is probably the best description of it. Talking to Jim Duquette here uh, on the Big Bad Morning Show. Uh, Jim, you had a, a, a was it on Sirius or was it on the MLB Network where you brought up Alex Bregman could be on the move? Yeah, on, on my radio show on MLB Network Radio. The so. <laughs> So, you know, the the marketplace for and this is why I think, you know, Santander, you know, is being dangled a little bit. Just there's not any offensive players out there outside of you know what Bellinger's on the free agent market after Otani. Bellinger's like the next best one. We know, you know, there's been a lot of question marks with him offensively over the years and he had a big year last year. But you know, the agent's looking for a high two hundred million dollars for the guy. Like I do I don't you know, I don't think many people want to pay that kind of dough. For a question, a little bit of a question mark in Bellinger. So, so some of these uh, position players that have one year left, like Bregman, uh, like uh, Santander, uh, like Juan Soto, some of those guys, and even like uh, Vladdy up in Toronto or Bo Bichette, those names have been mentioned because teams are like, well, I, I'm going to start trying to ask about their availability. Are they available? Available, and I think with Bregman, what made him, what makes it interesting is he's got Boris as his agent, right? And you're not signing any deal. They've already had him, a, you know, signed to a first uh, generation contract, which is expiring at the end of this year. And they, they were they offered Carlos Correa was I guess five years was the max that they seemed to offer, and, and Bregman's going to get more than that. So, so yeah, just by connecting the dots mm-hmm. you know it's it, they they i think he's a guy that they'll listen on he can't shop him but if he was if he was given a deal that um you know that uh would make sense for them that got back major league talent i think he would make a trade this is a quick question <laughs> my mets fandom what do you think yeah. about the luis severino going from the bronx to queens what what'd you make of that move with the mets picking him up from the yankees yeah, so uh, you know, I, I love to talk the Mets with you. Uh, we need to we need to do it off air too, a uh, little longer <laughs> period of time because mm. we could spend hours talking about him. You know, Severino for me is you know he's got the upside because we've seen him good in you know in the American League East. Obviously, there's been years with the Yankees he's been really good. The last couple he's been dealing with injuries. 
so that kind of that's that's where you know the market a one year deal you know kind of you know if you said three years ago Severino would sign a one year deal as a free agent you would go no way, there's no chance it's got to be a multi year guy right? right so so there's upside there but um, if he's going in as your number three starter right now you're not making any postseason. You're not making a run at a postseason and certainly don't want him pitching in any type of playoff uh, game, you know, at this point. So they better find some other guys, you know, and that's yeah. why they're on Yamamoto and, you know, they're on it. Uh, even manga, you know, some of the Japanese pitchers we mentioned with the O's. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like it for the upside, but so far the moves that their new president of baseball operations has have made, it's kind of a, a little bit boring, I would say. Yeah, me too. Jim Duquette, appreciate your time as always, man. Uh, hopefully we get to check back in with you on, when some other news breaks in the baseball world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Talk to you guys soon. See right, you, thanks, Jim. Great stuff as always. And, and look, I, I, I like talking to him because as a former GM, you get the mind of you know, how, his, how yeah. he's working it and how he looks at the, the market, and I think it's great. So, um, All right, we've got our Week 13 picks coming up next. Shovels will be at 9 o'clock. The Daily Line will talk about what we like this weekend. Melissa Kim, she's okay. She's okay. joining us, okay. So she'll be on the show. We'll get a chance to talk to her. All that's coming up. Week 13 picks. That's coming up next, though. We break it all down for you up next here on The Fan. All right, welcome back. We're going to go over our Week 13 picks um, as we all had Dallas last night. And just to run through this quickly, Joe, you said you're going to do Rob's picks? I will be Rob Long. Oh, nice. You'll be Rob Long. So let's start it off, Rob Long. Who do you have, Indianapolis or Tennessee? Indianapolis. Let's keep it. No, that wasn't a let's keep it moving. No, because I got Tennessee, and I'm pretty sure old Edward's taking Tennessee, too. I am. Yep, yep. He's got Tennessee. All right, let's move it along. Chargers, New England. I think we were all on the Chargers. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit, New Orleans. We're all on Detroit. I I think I am. I took Detroit. Rob said it was going to be a blowout, I think. Yeah, Rob was... uh... He did not mince words. He does not think that one will be close. I think New Orleans covers. Uh, Jets in Atlanta. I took the Jets. What did you get, Ed? I took the Jets, too. Huh, really? You took the Jets? So did you. <laughs> what Rob <laughs> Rob's got the Falcons. <laughs> Pittsburgh and Arizona. Keep it moving. Right? Pittsburgh. I took Pittsburgh. 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 Tampa Bay and Carolina. Who you got, Rob Long? Tampa Bay. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay. <laughs> Did you pick the Bucks and Jets this week? I did. Oh, Miami. I have the Bucks. Yes, you have the Bucks. Miami at Washington. We all have Miami. Mm. I need to have Miami. Thank you. I need that every <laughs> I, week. I know you, you do. pick them. Uh, Denver and Houston. Rob thought this would be one of the better games of the week, and he barn burner as he put Houston. it. Houston. Houston. Which I found out. Did you know this, Joe? There's a street in New York spelled H O U S T O N. How's it pronounced? Houston. Houston. It's Houston. What? This doesn't make it's any damn big sense. Big Street. Main Street. Houston. It's where all these neighbors get their name, like Soho, because it means south of Houston. South of Houston. Yeah. Uh, Denver or Houston for you? I'm taking Denver. I think Denver going to win. Cleveland and the Rams. Who you got, Eddie? I got the Rams. I think Cleveland, that defense is great, but I don't think they're going anywhere right now. Robbie, you going to ram them? Ram them. He's going to ram them. I went Browns. Mm-hmm. Because my booty... Uh, anyway... Uh, no, wait, wait, do you just go Browns because you believe that Joe Flacco will lead them? Well, look, I really do victory. have some faith in Flacco. So this is an interesting thing. I don't know if you guys know this. Joe Flacco's first ever game was a preseason game against the, law, the St. Louis Rams. That's caught how long ago it was. yourself there. I did. Wow. It's come full circle now. 
The Browns. He was, uh, he was awful in that game. Browns uh, OC says that he still has elite arm talent. That was that's a quote. No doubt. I'm rolling with Joey. I, I mean, it's Joey. People. I don't know. I just people they diss him so much. Like he had it's a terrible career. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He's won a ton of playoff games. He's okay. Come on. San Fran and Philly. Ed? Well, this is a tough one because it's, you know, Philly's a 10 and 1 team. Um, I'm going with San Francisco. I just think, and just the eye test, I just like the talent better in San Francisco. And But at Philadelphia, they're, they're a slight favorite. I don't like that, but I'm still going with 49ers. It was hard to believe when Rice Aroni moved their entire operation down to Miami. It was the San Francisco It trait. was. Uh, Rob, who do you have in this game? On the four year anniversary of the Ravens beating the 10 and 1 49ers, Ooh. Rob's going with the Eagles. I've got the 49ers here. First time in NFL history, I've said it multiple times, been favored on the road against a team that has a winning percentage high above 90. Yeah. This late in the season, it's ridiculous. Um, Kansas City at Green Bay. Uh, I like the Chiefs. I took the Chiefs. Rob? Chefs. He's got the Chiefs as well. And we all keep it moving on Monday night. Jacksonville will beat Cincinnati, correct? Yeah, I mean, I have Jacksonville. I find it hard to believe, though, that we're, like, we're all dismissive of Cincinnati now. It's a shame. Well, because, I mean, it just shows you how important the quarterback is. And when yeah. your quarterback's Joe Burrow and you go to Browning, it's like, hey, come on, man. What are we doing here? But Joe Flacco's 10-5 and five in the playoffs. He's not in the playoffs, though. Yeah. No, but, I mean, he's he's got a lot of experience. I love him. He was a clutch player. He did get a playoff win with about 68 passing yards, too, in one game. Can we take that one away? Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl with a noodle arm because the defense was good. It's not true. He drove him down the field uh, for the touchdown <laughs> they needed and then took him on a big field goal drive to start the second half. That big field goal drive is important. That's what they needed. Yep. Got it done. I don't think you can. <laughs> Jeremy has a response to every bad thing you could say about Peyton Manning. Yep. He's been forged. He's he put his junk on a trainer at Tennessee. He's well, he farted in her face. Everybody does it. that. What are you talking about? <laughs> he accidentally farted in that woman's face. That's what happened. <laughs> that is what happened. You know that? Let's be real. It's not like every guy in these two rooms hasn't farted in somebody's face before. Generally, it's a brother or a yeah. sister. But Oh, man, I had a wife. I, <laughs> I remember one time my brother grabbed a piece of lint from the dryer. My mom had a pet rabbit, which I've noted on this show that I yeah. hated for so long because that rabbit would hump everything of mine like going out to play basketball and picking up your picking up the ball and it's covered in rabbit semen yeah yeah so my brother the one time grabbed a piece of lint and threw it in my little brother's mouth and just yelled rabbit turd and even though it was lint and you could tell it wasn't a rabbit turd this kid had no idea what was going on i've never seen someone start dry heaving so fast and they're (laughs) like just this is we, classic brother behavior. We were so mean to each other. It's it was great. And now you love each other. Sure. We all do. Yeah. Everybody's life doesn't take you in different directions at all. Right, Ed? No. Yeah, yeah. You never, it goes, yeah. Exactly how you Just the way it. you planned it. <laughs> all right. Coming up next hour, we will okay. We're gonna talk to Melissa. Okay, we're gonna talk to Melissa. That's coming up. She's in Atlanta, Joe. He's in hot Atlanta for the SEC championship. I can't wait to give her some recommendations of places to go. Magic City, you're going to send her there? I would love to. Honestly, I kind of want to just go there for the wings. I want to see what he's talking about. I want to go there for the legs and the wings. What time they spend in Atlanta? I never went there. Well, we have shovels coming up next. Unfortunate, Ed. They didn't let us out. Who gets your shovel, Ed? (laughs) Jesus. Corporate America for outsourcing customer service. I'm going to tell you an experience I had yesterday. Just so dumb. So dumb. 
That's coming up. My shovel and yours, 410-583-1057, right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.